Hello, everybody. You are listening to Ring the Bell Radio, a wrestling podcast. JD here. Of course, over in his box, we have King Logan. Yes. Yes, my adoring fans. I am back. I didn't think you ever left, but I do want to say something. When did you, where did that window come from to the outside? I, I had it installed. In, in your box? You had a window installed in your box? Yeah, to the back of the building, so I can oh. see outside. I had to put the window in, <laughs> and it's a little bit rainy right now up there. I see that. It gives me natural sunlight, which is a good source of vitamin D. There you go. There you go. Yeah. Um, You can find us at ringthebellradio.com and listen to our whole library of shows there. So if you need a day where you just want to binge a podcast... Well, we could help you there because we got years and years and years worth of episodes you could listen to. But, Logan. So, JD. WCW. We're going to talk about a little WCW. Oh, um, we are, aren't we? Yes. Uh, I believe it was a few weeks back we had a, uh, a fan email us in. Um, and one of the things he said in his email is if could we talk about WCW some, uh, at one point? And uh, we put out the word, and we got a couple of responses back, a which WCW episode, whether it be a Nitro or a pay-per-view, we should review. And the consensus was uh, Bash at the Beach 96, which you have never seen before. That was the first time you've watched it. I'd never seen a... Right. I have never sat through like a Nitro or a Thunder I've never seen one like the whole way through. I've caught sporadic matches or things on um, highlights, but yeah. I've never sat down and watched anything WCW from beginning to end. So this was, I was going into this completely virgin. Okay. It was WCW virgin. <laughs> all right. And so we had JD round and we sat down and we watched bash at the beach 96. Now yes. I know nothing about wcw so half the people that were there i'm referring to them by the wwf names because you know it's bloody diesel for f- sake it's what did ra- i kept saying it, it's it's Nash. Like, it's Nash and it is like it's scott hall i was like it's a, it's a ramon chico <laughs> but anyway we yes we we watched bash at the beach 96 and that had to be the first time i've seen any of that pay-per-view since it happened. Now I I remember when that pay per view happened, but I didn't watch it live that night. It was you know a month or so later when you know yes there was still VHS at that time. Went to the video store, which yes those did exist for those younger people in our audience. Wanted rented Bash at the Beach, uh, and that's when I watched it. So you know but, saying that huh? a little side thing here, okay, so. Normally, when a movie got released, okay, it was at least six months before you got it on, like, VHS. Yeah. Right? Because they wanted to do the whole run and then do a build-up and then blah, blah, blah. Okay. In England, you had to wait another six months on top of that. So we weren't getting movies from America until a year later on on, on VHS. So for me, whenever I'd watch a pay-per-view... That I'd rent from Family Video or whatever the f- it was. <laughs> um, it was like a year old. 
So you got to remember, like get, getting paper. If you didn't watch it, then you were kind of out, you were out of luck for the next year, basically, to see what happened. Right. Anyway, continue. So I'm gonna r- run through the match card here, and um, I'm not gonna mention the dark matches. I'm just gonna start with the first match all the way to the main event. I'll, I'll read through them all. And then, Logan, you could really give us, before we uh, discuss a little bit of the matches, um, uh, and then you can give us your overall, what's the word I'm looking for, man? Um, What you thought of the, oh, excuse you, what you thought of the pay-per-view. Okay. (laughs) Ladies and gentlemen, Logan's having a coughing fit over there. Oh, yeah. Oh, you, you okay? It's allergies, man. It just makes me cough like crazy sometimes. Did, did it hurt right away? <laughs> oh, so what I was saying is I'm going to run through the match card. Okay. And then you can give us your overall opinion of the pay-per-view before we just go through each match. And... Wait a minute. I just realized something. I just realized Barris isn't here. Yeah. <laughs> Whoops. Uh, excuse me. Um, yeah, Barris is not here yet. <laughs> I didn't realize it till now, and you didn't realize it either. Whoops. <laughs> I mean, I'm so used to him not being here now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So we'll see what happens. He should he should show up. I'm 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 guaranteed. I, I bet you he shows up here late, and then we'll have to hear the excuse as always. Yeah. So, all right. All right. Bash at the Beach 96. Let me run through the card here. So we had Rey Mysterio versus Psychosis. Uh, John Tenta versus Big Bubba. Diamond Dallas Page versus Jim Hacksaw Jim Duncan. The Nasty Boys versus Public Enemy. Remember them? Audience? Yeah. Uh, Dean Malenko versus Disco Inferno, and I believe that was for the Cruiserweight Championship. Uh, Steve Mongo McMichael versus Joe Gomez. Ric Flair versus Conan for the United States Heavyweight Championship. The Giant and the Taskmaster, Kevin Sullivan, versus Arn Anderson and Chris Benoit. And then your main event were the outsiders with a mystery third man versus Randy Macho Man Savage, Sting, and Lex Luger. So that's your match card for Bash at the Beach 1996. Uh, so before we actually get into each match, Logan, overall, what did you think of the pay-per-view? I actually enjoyed it. I enjoyed it a lot. I, in fact, um, yeah, I've always had a bad taste in my mouth about WCW, like it's the cheaper version of WWF. But there was something quaint about it. Yeah. You know, it was a smaller stadium, but the crowd packed it. I mean, it was it. There was some great wrestling. Yes, wrestling. There was some great wrestling in there. I was I was very surprised. Now, when we get to talk about it, Dean Malenko. Oh my god, <laughs> that guy is so good, yeah. so good. 
But overall, I mean, there were some really shitty matches. Well, that's with every pay per view now. Yeah, Come on, of course. I mean, like WWF is normally ninety percent shitty matches. Well, now nowadays, yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I mean, I there was only really about one or two really bad matches, and maybe yeah. another one that was a bit boring. But overall, I really enjoyed it, and the ending, I had no idea. You didn't either. You I legitimately no didn't know. I wish the Rabbis was here for that oh, one. We're dude. gonna have to bring that up. Okay. Yeah, we'll bring it up when Rabbis gets here. When he uh, gets here. But yeah, overall, I, I absolutely loved it. It was great wrestling. It really was. Okay. And I, I feel like I feel like my bigotry of WCW has been lifted from me. Well, you've only seen one WCW event. Um there's still time for your opinion to change. <laughs> yeah, fair point. <laughs> Trust me. There's your opinion might drop <laughs> the next time we watch a, a nitro, especially um, late two th- uh, uh, late night, very late nineties, early two thousands nitro were just really bad. Um, okay, so first match, Rey Mysterio Jr. He was billed yes as Rey Mysterio Jr. Uh, versus Psychosis, and it was in a regular singles match, and. Um, I just want to say, why can't wrestling be like that match today? Oh yeah, I agree. it was it was it was fast paced, high flying. I saw some wrestling moves that I haven't seen in years between these two gentlemen that were wrestling in that match, and it's not like it was a short match either. They got in there, the bell rang, they were going a hundred miles an hour until the until the three count, and the match Logan was a little over fifteen minutes. Yeah, it was a long match because I think even I commented on it and I said, wow, this is a long intro to a pay-per-view. Normally it's, you know, quick, like three, four minute matches, you know, for the first match or so. But wow, it was a good build up. And it was, I, I got to agree, man, they were bouncing over that ring. The finishing move, okay, what Rey Mysterio did to Psychosis was phenomenal. If you have not seen it, go and see that match. Just go right to the end and watch the flip thing he does because it looked amazing. And i got to give it up for Psychosis because the man's big. But my God, did he move. Yes. I don't think you knew who he was at the beginning. No, I didn't. I had no idea. Because you were like, who's this guy? And I was like, that's Psychosis. And you're like, what? I'm like, he's wearing Goku suit from Dragon Ball Z. And he has horns like and then what is this dude i had to remind you he did do time in wwe but he didn't wear the mask he wasn't that psychosis and logan you looked at me like huh what are you talking about and i said well he didn't wear this attire his character changed and he was a part of the faction i want to say like early 2000s mid 2000 not even mid uh but they all drove down to the ring on uh, riding lawnmower tractors. Um, and then I think you said you did remember that. That was yeah, on SmackDown. The, yeah, yeah, yeah. Tractors, yeah. But I, there, there's one high, there's one point of this match that I want to highlight that I think Psychosis got bumped out of the ring. Rey Mysterio, I think, ran towards the ropes and he did a flip. He launched himself into the air. And he landed on psychosis, but he was just 
another six inches to a foot farther, he would have T-boned his back right on the barricade. Oh, he would have been paralyzed. He would have, I'm telling you. He would have broken his back in half. And I think we both noticed that immediately. But before that, there was a point where psychosis did the same thing. He jumped out of the ring head first and smacked his head right off of that steel barrier. And you could tell he was he was down for a minute. Yeah, he was holding his head. It <laughs> yeah, was, he was yeah. really holding. You can tell head. he really took a big hit on it. Uh, what I mean, that finishing move, the Mysterio done when he reversed the the thingamajig. It was uh, like a, a Frankenstein'er from the top rope. Yeah, it was yeah, amazing. Yeah. And you think about it, a degree in the wrong way with him flipping like that. You've got psychosis landing on top of you while you're landing on your head. A half a degree, not even a degree. Yeah, I mean, it was a phenomenal starting match. That match right there, I was like, all right, I'm sold. I'm I'm sold straight away because it's very unusual these days for me to watch a a pay-per-view from WWE and the first match be like, yeah, that was a good match, man. It's, you know, nowadays, yeah. yeah. Nowadays, yeah. it's like, uh, we have to watch another match. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, but this so, one, I was very excited of the caliper of this match. I really was. It yeah. was just, it was great. Great wrestling. So the next th- three matches are actually, we had, they each had a gimmick to it. Okay, if you remember the slogan, the next three matches had a gimmick to these matches, and we really didn't understand what it was, like why or, I mean, granted, this is 25 years later, but it's not like they even had a promo. That's one thing I will say, as much as you get tired of seeing them, when you watch a WWE pay-per-view, they do do the promo where so you can get caught up of why this match is happening or if there's a special uh stipulation to the match no right when mysterio and psychosis were done then you had the next people walking down to the ring but it was john tenta versus big bubba but we still referred to to them as their wwf names which was the earthquake and the big boss man so this match for what god only knows reason there was a had to be a 15 foot pole 30 foot pole i don't know that was ratchet strapped in one of the corners and it had a giant sock full of quarters in it. But the question you asked, why is there a sock full of quarters on a pole? Yeah, because like, you know what? If you've got like a, a, a match that you're doing as a gimmick, but you're doing, um, you know, you're doing it in a pay-per-view event, take 30 seconds and um, elaborate what the rules are for this match because we had no idea whatsoever. <laughs> no, I mean, we were like, oh man, I'm telling you. We're just like, okay, so we have the big boss man who was wearing like leather, and then we had the earthquake, well, John Tenta, who came down dressed in half of his old earthquake attire, and he had three quarters of his head sh- shaved, and it's like a big side mullet going on you couldn't even call it a mullet he just had no, a patch like, of hair yeah it was like a patch of hair just on the back <laughs> of his head it wasn't even centered no like, it, it was off it was to centered. the left side it was it was so weird i yeah. just i did get what was going on but yeah it was yeah like why why is yeah yeah so 
there was a point in the match. They come down, they're beating each other up. And it gets to a point, I, th- I think, Earthquake, and granted, like I said, he wasn't Earthquake in w- WCW, but Earthquake, we're still going to call him that. Earthquake went over to that pole. And I remember looking at you going, now how in the hell are they supposed to climb that pole? There's no way. It's not like they have it just high enough to where you stand on the top rope and you could just grab it. This was like, dude, you needed like a cherry picker or a 30-foot bucket truck to get up to it. And so um, it was obviously it was and you kept asking me why is that there and i went well this is one of those matches whether it be a nightstick or a baseball bat if if the first one to get it could use it and it's no disqualification well the whole match was kind of no disqualification because big bubba took his belt off and he was whipping earthquake with it and so i'm going well that kind of takes away the the whole point of the match that you can grab an object and use it if you could use any object you can find so the match was only what how long was the match it wasn't that long. No, it was. Okay, it was actually called a Carson City Silver Dollar. That's what I'm looking up. Okay. Now, that's why I, I've, sorry, I've not been talking to my fans here, but I was actually trying to look up the explanation of it um, yeah. because on Wikipedia, it's just an on a pole match. Right. So the match was actually longer than I thought, eight minutes and fi- almost nine minutes. It didn't seem like it was nine minutes because not much really happened in this match. Um, but long story short, they're fighting. Jimmy Hart was actually the manager of the boss man, Big Bubba. He's the one that actually climbed the pole. I, I got to say, the first part of this match was boring. Okay, it it really was. I expected more from Boss Man and Earthquake. It was pretty boring. Um, but then like earthquake started to come back after was it earthquake who got tied up? Yeah, yeah, earthquake he tied him got, up with tape. He tied him up with tape to like one of the rings, uh, one of the the, the, the actual ropes, and boss man came out with a pair of scissors to cut the rest of his hair <laughs> off. Where'd the scissors come from? Yeah, Jimmy Hart gave it to him. So he, he goes to cut the hair off. Earthquake gets free, kicks in, then uses that to cut his hand. No, not his hand off, but kind of take his hand. I mean, if it was that, it's kind of like saw wrestling. Oh, my God. I just fought the WWX match. Oh, God. Yeah, we'll save that one for later. Anyway, <laughs> once he gets up, the crowd are like behind it now. You feel a bit more energy. Yeah. And, of course, when you see Earthquake in his not his, even his prime you see earthquake when he is in his zone yeah i mean he's a phenomenal wrestler yes he really is and the rest of the match turned out to be pretty, pretty good actually um hold on i actually found the thing oh carson city silver dollar match what's that you've not heard of the legendary carson city silver dollar match that's when there's a sock filled with loose change <laughs> suspended above the ring on a pole. You have to shimmy up, grab it, and whack your opponent with it to win. <laughs> and that's what he did. <laughs> well, that was the thing. All right. So, so say, right, Earthquake, Jimmy Hart goes up to get it. Yeah. All right. Because I, I think he's the only one that could do yeah, it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, totally. Yeah. 
boss man gets knocked down he comes down with it hands it back and gives it to earthquake doesn't realize it's earthquake earthquake pushes him boss man gets up and earthquake launches this thing into his face he does uh, too i swear i think it was a a receipt for earlier on because boss man like went to pick earthquake up or something and it just it went bad okay yeah. and earthquake went down pretty hard and i figured that was boss man's receipt for screwing the move if he got clubbed in the face but my question is do you just need to hit them with the bag of socks or do you have to knock them out because can i just like wrap it on your ass as you ran away well he pinned him though he knocked him out <laughs> yeah my, but... que my question was is if it wasn't a receipt man that's an art form right there to really make it look like he decked him because yeah. he he dumped it on him afterwards and it yeah. was actually silver it was, dollars it was silver dollars yeah that, you're it, right it, though it, you know i didn't think of that that might have been a receipt yeah i'm serious <laughs> man. Dude. I'm, I'm telling you <laughs> oh my sorry but yeah i, I mean the match was my fans uh oh the fans yeah. are, did they get your direct number some some like top level i called them my court uh oh okay so you know top level fans get that interaction with me on a personal level you know do you, do you have a court jester not yet we're still looking for a position i did send barris an invite oh you know he's not gonna no he's your spiritual advisor yeah but he could be a jester as well that's a two-for-one deal i don't have to pay two people i thought you were gonna get doink doink the oh evil my clown. god that would be so good if we could get doink doink the evil clown not just regular doink yeah you no, need, you need him and all he has to do is burn everyone like you just sit there and like you know some, <laughs> some some chick comes in with like large like big french bonnet hair and he's like <laughs> you look like shit you know i mean that would be so awesome like like what? people who's, would like that? hey that's barris barris uh, is here finally somebody there he wants is. to turn up hey guys how's it going uh good you just sat down at your desk hey uh uh, you're tardy this uh, uh, this time this evening. Yeah, you know I had I was out there doing some rabbi things. Oh, were you in the back office again, huh? Wait, you there's paying, cameras in there. I you, beg your pardon. You uh, were you paying what? off the limo that and the tour bus? Oh no, no, no. I'm writing those off in my taxes, but I'm not. Okay. What, is what is happening in the back office? I don't know. That's what I just asked him. And he was just like, wait a minute. What? Ha ha ha. Yeah. I'm like, how is he paying for these services <laughs> in the back <laughs> office? God damn it. What are you doing in that back office? Get in the uh, drain not, juice. Not a thing. Okay. So anyway, Barris, we're, we're glad you can join. You, you were able to join us this evening. Yeah. Um, we were talking about WCW back, Bash at the Beach, 1996, if oh, you remember that. That's, that's a good one. Yeah, it's, uh, we're close to 25 years ago on that. Well, we, exactly 25 years ago. Um, we already went through the first match, which was Rey Mysterio defeated Psychosis. Um, we were just wrapping up this match, and I don't know how, I don't remember how we got started talking about Doink the Clown. But uh, it was John Tenta versus Big Bubba, which you know is the earthquake and the big boss man. 
and um, it was in a Carson City Silver Dollar match, Barris, which was uh, what was it, Bar- uh, uh, Logan, like a thirty foot pole with uh, yeah, like a twenty thirty foot pole with a sock with silver dollars in it on the top. Yeah, yeah, big big sock with silver dollars, and so. So yeah. there's like 25 bucks up there. <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> I don't know. That that's the that's the payoff. Well, no, the whole thing was is you got the you got to whack them with the sock full of change. And, yeah, and uh that, that's that's where we don't understand the rules because it just says you need to hit your opponent with it. Do you need to hit them to knock them out or at least put them on the floor? Something or if yeah. you just like whip it like spank their butt, whip it like oh I whipped your buttocks. Okay. <laughs> Does that count as you've won? Because that would be the best win ever. It would be like the, the biggest, severest burn ever. It'd be that's great. A, that's a WWX right there. Yeah, it is. Wow. So anyway, but it ain't a sock up there. So Barris, we'll just start with the next match with you, get some of your uh, input on this. I think I'll actually let Logan uh, describe this next match, which was Diamond Dallas Page versus Jim Jim Duggan. Okay. Again, (laughs) if you have a pay-per-view event where you have funky named matches, gimmicky matches, please explain said gimmick. (laughs) Otherwise, we're spending half the match going, well, it can't be that because he just did that. All right. Okay, so it's apparently not count out. Uh, so apparently it's not a disqualification. What are the f***ing rules here? What, what what was the match anyway? What was the gimmick? It was a taped fist match. Do you want to know why it's a taped fist match? Ferris would love to know why. Because the wrestlers are allowed to tape their hands. Therefore... They can punch harder. That's stupid. Yes. Wait, that's it? That, that's that's it? it. That's it. Yeah. It literally says, because they wrap their knuckles, that when they hit you, they can hit you harder because they're not going to have to worry about the pain in the knuckles. How long was this match? It was bloody. It wasn't too long. It was like Let five me see minutes. here. Yeah, five uh, minutes. Okay. It didn't see, It seemed longer than five minutes. When we were watching this, because we didn't really know. This was one of those matches. We didn't really know what was going on. Um, the funny thing was, is get the, get this, guys. We're watching this. And Jim Dungan's coming down to the ring. And I think Lo- Logan's the one that went. It's the exact same gimmick he was doing in WWF. And I went, well, yeah, it's Jim Dungan. Can you, can you picture him coming down as another gimmick? No, it wouldn't have worked. It, that would be like having Kane come over to WCW and after his success of years being Kane, him coming over to do uh to be like a garbage man. It wouldn't work. He has the to be garbage Kane. man. No, he's you, here to take out the trash. But no, you get what I'm saying. Though. Nice. <laughs> but you understand. I, what I I'm want saying. more of this character now. <laughs> yeah. Well, there hey, there was a garbage man, Duke's the dumpster Drosy. So. Yeah, but um, the one you uh, know, Logan's painted yeah, the picture. Yeah, like the one. Oh, I want more of that garbage yeah. man. <laughs> that, dude, that dude's here to take out the trash, baby. So, right? Yeah. So there was something where I just went, okay. 
he's just going to come down. And I'm like, and, and then I think, Logan, no, it was, I said, one of us said, I don't remember. And I went, they should have made, said. someone said they should have made Duggan like a pimp because he could have, but he still could have came down and said, ho, all the time. <laughs> you know, it would have been like a knockoff <laughs> Godfather. I've, it something. was actually you. Was that me? That, okay, okay. Not me for once. <laughs> all right. It was him. Okay. Okay. But <laughs> the whole match was just like, yeah. All right. D D Diamond that DDP was overselling everything like obnoxiously. Yeah. Like, I don't know if that was something to do with the, with, with the character at the time because he was playing a heel. But guys, if you remember when when Michaels faced Hogan, remember how he oversold everything just to be a dick, just yep. to be this yep. is what DDP was doing in this match. Like there were some comical things. There were some there was some cheese in the match that was very entertaining and it worked. Like there was a point where DDP got stuck in the ropes and uh <laughs> Duggan kept like rocking him back and forth like a seesaw. Yeah, <laughs> or it was something. Yeah. It was funny. It was so cartoony. It was but great. it worked. But it worked. It worked. But yeah. overall, I'd say them this this was one of the first like uh yeah, uh, matches. let's just, like, let's just finish it. This is nothing compared to the last two matches. Yeah, you know? yeah, yeah, yeah. Please tune in next week as we will bring you part two of our discussion of WCW Bash at the Beach 1996. Be sure to look us up at ringthebellradio.com or if you'd like to send us an email, ringthebellradio at gmail.com. 